0: Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. You'll find us on kkla.org as well as FM 99.5 We believe the Bible is the word of God Therefore, we're faithful We're bold We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God Certainly we want to thank God for each of you that are logging in those that are are near those that are present in the house. You know, this house is like no other house, but God called this house, a house of prayer. Not only is it a house of prayer, but reward begin in this house. The scripture says judgment begins in my house. What is a judgment besides a reward for what you do? Whether you choose to do what is right, or whether you choose to do something that is not so right, it's still gonna be rewarded. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God, that you have placed up on us. You've given us an opportunity to seek you, to call upon your name while you can be found. Lord, we honor you for your presence. We honor you for your grace and your mercy. We honor you, Lord God, for all that you have done, what we thought about, We're reminiscing on your word, reminiscing on your goodness. Lord God, we're thinking about your blessings and how you've given us a reasonable portion of health this morning, Lord Jesus, and uh, Lord God, a mind to call up all you while you can be found. Lord Jesus, we, we, we pray and ask that you remember those that are sick, those that are bedridden, those that cannot be in service because of that opposition. We pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, that you would keep them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would uh, send forth your healing, Lord. Lord, we pray for our, our sister in the gospel, Lord God. Remember, Lord, the Durachian family, Lord God. Remember, Lord Jesus, and ask that you would bless and, and strengthen right now, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you know, Lord, the, uh, how to guide the doctors, Lord Jesus. Lord and those that have are sick and have not uh, made uh, that knowledge known for whatever reason, Lord God, you know, Lord, your eyes go to and fro throughout the entire earth, Lord, you so you are well informed. We pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord, send forth your healing, send forth your word, Lord God. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord, have your way in this service. Have your way in our lives, Lord God. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise. We'll be careful to give you the glory. We will testify and tell of your goodness in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we pray and ask that your word have preeminence in our lives, Lord Jesus, that you would bless and send your word. Have your way, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we want your word. We wanna hear from you and what you have to say. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord us further into your service, in Jesus name, amen. At this time, we'll have our opening scripture uh, being read and uh, let's keep our mind on the Lord, let's, let's be prayerful, let's uh, be uh, 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 participators, not spectators. Uh, whether you're just waking up, whether you're local, maybe you're preparing to go to the service, you know, um, let's be participators and not spectators. God bless you.
1: The Psalms 15 says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh, not, speaketh the truth in his heart. He that that backbiteeth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is content, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own, own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Acts 2, 46 and 47 says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word.
0: Amen. Again, may the Lord bless the hearing and the reading of his word. Certainly God is adding to the church daily, such as should be saved. Are you included in that number? You know there was a song that they used to sing many years ago that when the saints go marching in i want to be in that number when they crown him lord of lords i want to be in that number well that's something that we have to do in order to you know any parade that's going down the street if you want to be in the parade you're going to have to reposition yourself and and so have you repositioned yourself want to uh want to touch something here as we're going uh going forth and uh, we're going to go into a praise song and shortly but uh you know i again want to thank you for joining the online service of of cornerstone of grace you know if you're looking for a church home growth ministry want to invite you to join us grow with us and be blessed with us want to thank those uh, uh, that are supporting the ministry. Certainly uh, the Lord has blessed us in, in a mighty way. Uh, and I, I'm testifying right now. And the Lord has, has blessed us to, as far as supporting the ministry because of a conscious awareness that, uh, that I personally have when it comes down to um, to blessing. you know. And so the Lord has, Uh, made a way that we published, we published uh, three books at the end, the last quarter of 22. The first book was The Lion and Bobbed Wire, which has its own podcast, and so we actually did a podcast for that on Saturday, introducing the first chapter, Lost But Found as well has its own podcast it will be posted um shortly and day seven which is understanding revelation if you've ever read the book of revelation or heard people talking about revelation and and felt that hey um i don't fully get it this book will help you understand revelation from genesis to revelation the book Revelation doesn't start at the end when John is on the Isle of Patmos. Knowledge of that revelatory knowledge actually began in Genesis. So I'm not gonna say no more about that. I'm not gonna say no more about that. But these are three books that was released at the end of 2022 for the support of the ministry. So that those that are supporting the ministry, you know, if you're giving an offering, uh you can also by purchasing the book you're also having knowledge as well as supporting the ministry and and so you have something tangible in your hand for the support that you have given uh for the house of god and so i want to thank you uh, for that now there's a fourth book to be released on uh in february which uh the title of that book is god wants You to succeed. This book focuses strictly on finances. It focuses strictly on how to better equip yourself financially. And all four of these books are based upon real life experience. They're based upon what has occurred and how the Word of God made a difference. So it's not. A bunch of theological terms it's not a bunch of uh, information that has been written from someone that has no experience with the lord it's not open-ended information that does not give you a definitive end and so it is divinely inspired i want to encourage you to help support the ministry by uh, purchasing uh these books online from amazon and so, want to, want to, just wanted to touch that and bring that out uh, because we're expanding and we're moving forward to do God's will. And to do that, you are a major part of it. The Bible tells us over in Exodus, and we're going to the book of Ephesians for our opening scripture, but uh, in Exodus, I just want to give this to you before we um, uh, give this praise song unto the Lord. The Bible said that Moses spake unto all the congregation, uh, the children of Israel saying, "'This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, "'Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. "'Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it.'" The Willing heart, bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. And then in Proverbs, Proverbs tell us that honor the Lord with our substance, and that's what we're doing. I'm the first one to partake of this. Uh, And I tithe an offering unto the Lord. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy firstfruits of all thy increase. And someone said that uh, that's in the law. No, that actually occurred before the law was given. Second Corinthians nine, uh, tell us, said every man according as he has purposed, means that during the week, you're thinking about what can I do for the Lord? And that's how I, I spend a lot of my time in, in discussions. Of what can I do for the Lord? I've even thought about it laying on my bed, you know, wow, what can I do for the Lord? In the back of my mind, I might be out on the town having some fun, but I'm still thinking about what can I do for the Lord? So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver. God bless you, thank you for for for, listening again uh, to Inside the Pages. And and we're going to, we're going to bless the Lord. And with this particular song, I'm telling you, I woke up and this song was ringing in my heart and I had to go, when I hear music and I hear song, you know, I have to go and find it. I got to start Googling it, you know, we like in technology, we like to refer to it as master Google. So we go to master Google, you know, and ask master Google for his advice. And so this particular um, uh, AI, you know, will help narrow things down when you ask the question the right way. And so with that being said, the song says, I really love the Lord. I really, and I do, and I, I believe that you do too. I really love the Lord. This is sung by Fellowship Corell Acquire. Jesus. Again, that was I really love the Lord by the Fellowship Corral Choir. You know, certainly we thank God for his goodness. I really love the Lord. I really do. I love him. I love the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. You don't know what he's done for me. You have a testimony too, of what God has done for you. And you should tell it, now, when I talk about testimonies, I'm not talking about buying a car, unless there was just no way that you could buy the car without God's help. You, you know, maybe your credit was a uh, 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 400 and you had all the money uh, that was necessary for a down payment and they were still telling you no now let me give you let me give you a really good example of a testimony we lie yes no 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 <laughs> i'm talking to a programmer um no Nope. nope. no 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 And and so let me give you a real testimony of what it means to have God intervene when you have a need. A good friend of mine, a pastor of Abundant Grace, uh, Elder or Pastor Robinson, years ago, years ago, before he stepped into the ministry um, in the pastoral ship, As he uh, has a business, Robson Electric, and he needed a truck. He needed a truck. And he was down in um, service in Los Angeles, and the prophet, true prophet, told him to go to the dealership. And I don't remember the gentleman's name, so I'm just going to say Smith and asked for Mr. Smith. And when he he went to the dealership, he followed the instructions that was given to him. Is this live? No. Okay, let's. He went to the dealership and was following the instructions that was given to him by the prophet. So Deacon Robinson at that time of Robinson Electric followed the instructions of what the prophet had told him to do. He went to a uh, Robert Lyle, a dealership right there on Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena. And he asked for Mr. Smith. That's who he was told to ask for using that name, Mr. Smith. And Mr. Smith said, well, let me go get you a sales associate to help you. And he said, and Elder Robinson said, no, I don't need him. I need to talk to you. He drove off the lot with that truck. But now that is intervention where God steps in, you know, besides someone just walking up to you and giving you the keys to a vehicle. But when you work every day and, and you know, you have the means to go and do something and you go and do it. Uh, that's not a miracle. That's just. Basic business. The miracle, the power of God, as I talked about Elder Robinson, was that he was in a situation and he needed help. And when he and he received the help from the prophet, exactly what to do. And he followed the words of the prophet. Exactly. Are you following the words of the prophet? Are you following what was said? And so when we talk about a testimony, a testimony is what God has done. That's what a testimony is. A testimony is what God has done. Okay, let me say that again. A testimony is what the Lord has done. Not something that you could do yourself. But what the Lord has done. What has God done for you that you're not telling nobody about? I recall um, some years ago I was I had hit a rough patch in life and nobody knew it. Eventually, my my daughter she picked up on it. You know I don't know how long it took her, but because she's very perceptive. But I was unemployed, all non-void walking around. No, I listen, I was unemployed. And fish is my favorite dish, but with no money, it's just a wish. Well, you get tired of wishing on things. <laughs> you want substance to go along with what you have, what you want. I was unemployed. I was, have fell into a state of deep depression. Oh, pastor, you were depressed. Yes, yes. I was dealing with life situations things that happen in life things happen and sometimes people uh, don't want you to know that things happen in life uh, yes and the bible speaks about depression the bible speaks about obsession the bible speaks about those things being troubled troubled on the inside but yet on the outside you look like you're fighting well you are fighting you're fighting for your life so there are things that are occurring on the inside of us that that no one may ever share with you. They just seem like they're Mighty Mouse, you know, they, they Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, and all of those th- uh, things. But the truth is told, there are times that you are overwhelmed. That's why Jeremiah said that um, I'm not going to preach the gospel anymore. I'm not going to um, uh, No, no, I've been through enough. I've been slapped. I've been spent on. I've been thrown into a pit full of mud, uh, you know, and and I'm I'm through. I'm done. Maybe there's somebody listening that uh, that that feel like that I'm done. I, I just can't handle this any longer because of what you're dealing with. Well, I'm here this morning to tell you, and I don't have any of this of what I'm saying in my notes but someone listening can relate to what I'm saying I went through some things I went through something that I had never thought in my life that I would experience and it disrupted everything it uh, lost a house in the process had to sell the home had to do a number of adjustments but God let me tell you how God worked. I was working a temporary job. And, you know, as I've mentioned before, I, I love technology. So that's my field of expertise. So, um, data engineering. And so I was working a temporary employment. And it was about to phase out because they had moved the, 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 the job to Texas. And I actually thought that I might be a candidate to go, but they said no. We're restructuring everything; is going to be in Texas, and you're not invited. It's, it's not that I was not doing a, a good job. Um, it's not that my skill set was not there. It's just that they already had the structure in place, and so they were just really merging something together with what had already been established. That's why I was not invited. So. I had received a phone call, I'm driving home, I'm still going in, you know, gotta collect that check, what little bit that's gonna be left until they phase it out. And I'm driving home and the phone rings. And it's a recruiter, someone I've never met before. And they said, "Uh, you need to go to this interview. And I said, no, that's not what I do. And I kept, we kept going back and forth, having dialect about the employment and so finally, I went to the interview because he said, God wants you to have this job. So I agreed to go to the interview. When I got to the interview, we talked and the interviewer said, I'm, she was asking me questions about troubleshooting the applications, applications I had not been introduced to. She said, every time I ask you a question, there is an illumination about you. And cutting the the story is that I was hired on the spot and was given a blank check to ask whatever I will to fill the position and I took that role that same day of the interview. That was God. That was God. The technician team had walked out and the last person that was leaving passed me while I was um, after the interview. That was over nine years ago. And the Lord has blessed in such a way, you know, so God knows how to work, and uh, the tangible things, the tools that we need, the employment that we need. Since then, things have changed. You know, uh, where a new home has been purchased, and all God knows just what to do. He knows what to do, and, and so I, a testimony, whether it is of that nature or remember, it's what God has done. A testimony is where God has intervened in the situation and you know it was a God only issue it was God only it, it was God only and so let's let's go into the book of Ephesians the book of Ephesians the third chapter Mighty God just give the Lord a, a hand wave you will just just wave your hand you know tell our listening audience and those that will see this uh, later, you know we're doing a work for the Lord. I am so grateful, and I, I don't just love Him because of, of things. I love Him because He loves me, and I, I feel His love. I love Him because He has saved my soul. He took took a wretched person. Uh huh. He took somebody that that was that uh, some would consider as being nothing, and made him something. Somebody that that uh, I'm just a nobody but in his eyes, I'm somebody. And and it is the same for you too, that others might look at you and say that you are a nobody and God looks at you and say, you are somebody. And so uh, Ephesians, Ephesians, the third chapter, beginning at verse one, it says, for this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles If ye have heard of the dispensation of grace of God, which is given me to you were, how that by revelation, hallelujah, how by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby When ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. Everybody didn't get this. And some sitting here and some there and and some that would be listening may not get this. As it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. The gospel is the thread that souls everything together. The gospel is the thread that brings it uh, and ties the knot at the end. Whereof I was made a minister. I was made a minister according to the great the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less than the least. Of all saints. Is this grace given. I was given this grace. I was given this grace. I I, I stand this morning. With the same mindset. I am what I am. By the grace of God. I am what I am. By the grace of God. You are who you are. And where you are. This morning. By the grace of God. Paul said, I'm the least of all the saints. We can look at the history. We can look at where he's been, what he's done, and have some understanding of why he feel that way about himself. And this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ. I am what I am by the grace of God. And that grace surpasses all understanding. There's the the, I think about the lyrics of a song that says, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he cared, I don't know why he sacrificed his life for me. Oh, but I'm glad, so glad that he did. I'm glad. Now, grace has been defined as a person's name. Maybe you grew up uh, knowing someone by the name of grace. Grace is also getting away with something. Maybe you stole a few cookies that you weren't supposed to take, you know, or maybe it was something else. Let's just leave it at cookies. And you got away in the nick of time. Uh, You might have felt that that was some grace. Grace is said to be something that is elegant. They look very graceful as they walk uh, the blue carpet. Or a moment that is refined to be smooth. They so smooth. Another form of grace. Grace is more than what you get away with or uh, but it is an action word. We can derive that from those just those few things. Grace is something that is given. Grace is something that is given. Grace is something that is given and it is received. Have you given anyone some grace lately? Have you seasoned your words with grace so that you're not so sharp-tongued, ready to tell somebody up, ready to cut somebody to pieces? Well, you know, the the word of the Lord is sharper than a two-edged sword, you know, but that's the word of the Lord, not you. Have you seasoned your words with grace? Grace is something that is given. Grace is something that is received, used, and grace is abused. Uh huh. And we felt we get away, got away with it, and so we go, we just gonna gonna do it again, and we gonna do it until. But grace will run out. Hence, the term "fall from grace." Fall from grace is the uh, idiom referring to a loss of status, respect or prestige. You don't wanna fall from grace and you certainly don't wanna fall from the eyes of grace, God's eyes. Uh, Grace, Adam, the son of God. I was counseling with a young man and we were talking about being sons of God. And he said, you know, I'm saved and, and I'm gonna be saved no matter what I do, where I've gone, you know, because I believe God and I am a son of God. Well, Adam believed in God and he was the first son and he fell from grace, lost his home. Him and his wife were put out of the perfect environment. And so being or classify yourself as a son, uh, you know, doesn't mean that it's an automatic given that you're going to inherit salvation. There's some things you got to do. Now, some would say that that works have nothing to do with salvation. Go back and read the Gospels where the parable, Jesus gave a parable of talents. Some of you are setting on your talents. I'm not talking there there are two talents. They're financial, and then there's the gifts that God gives you, and you just set it on instead of doing the work. And not only the work, but measuring up to the statue of the man, Christ Jesus. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, uh, some pastors for the perfecting of the saints till we all come to the measure of the statue of the man, Christ Jesus. So the, the purpose is not for you to be like me. It's not for you to be like any other person that you may look at, but to be all that God has called you to be. What has God called you to be? What are you doing in this moment, in this season that God has called you to do? Or are you just sitting idle and hiding the talent? Now, the one that hid the talent, God called him a wicked servant. Let's go on. So a fall from grace, a fall from grace. You fall for an ideal, I got this ideal. As they was presenting an ideal, in the garden, that you will not surely die. You're not gonna die. If you follow what I'm telling you, uh, they were presented with this, you're not gonna die. Matter of fact, God knows that uh, that if you eat, your eyes are gonna be open. You'll be looking like one of those cartoon characters. Eyes all bugged out, your eyes open. And you're gonna be like God. You're gonna be like God, you're gonna be a mythical, No, God's not mythical. I'm saying that, you know, when we look at the ideal of gods from the different cultures on this planet, they're mythical creatures. I don't know what the world Adam and Eve was thinking when they heard that statement. But what I do know is what has crossed your mind? doing with that statement. You'll be like God's. You'll be invincible. You'll be like God. You're not gonna fall and things are not gonna go awry. You're gonna be all right, because you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. You're gonna know good and you're gonna know evil. Now, some of us have found out that knowing evil is not, it's not good. Thank God for salvation. Grace is said to be spontaneous. Even when undeserved, you know, we, we all have undeserved grace. We didn't deserve it. Yeah, but I never lied on nobody. Well, maybe you didn't. I never stole nothing. Maybe you haven't. I never uh, hit a pipe. Okay. And, and I did not, um, you know, smoke no weed. And, uh, you know, I didn't take a drink. You know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, what is it, a uh, pure poly pure bread or whatever her name was, you know, I'm just as sweet as white bread. Listen, listen, your righteousness as others that did those things is as filthy rags. Okay. The Bible tells us, for by grace, you're saved. That not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God, not of works. Because every one of us is tainted or was tainted by the actions of Adam. Now, the the Jews, excuse me, the Israelites, the Israelites would go back and always say, Well, you know, our forefathers, Jacob and Isaac and Abram, uh, you know, Abraham, they, they like to lean on that. Well, Abraham uh, was going back to Adam. Adam was tainted. Adam was tainted. And so we were tainted. Throughout the history, man was tainted, but by the grace of God, grace was first spoken about. In Genesis 3 and 15, if you've been following along with us on, on Wednesday nights, grace was, it was first spoken in Genesis 3 and 15, he said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. That was grace being spoken about and grace was physically manifested in John 1 and 14 and the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us and we beheld his glory and the glory of of the only begotten son of the father full of grace and truth the dispensation of grace was triggered and set into motion on the day that christ rose from the grave we entered into the dispensation of grace this is also known as the age of grace or the church age or the cornerstone of grace Daniel a uh in his space of time and seeing the 69th and the 70th week uh, that was prophesied unto him when God gave him this revelation of knowledge it says that 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the re- the transgression And to make an end of sin and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring into everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and the prophecy and to anoint the most high. Christ was anointed before his burial. He rose again after making an atonement for sins atonement was provided on the cross once and for all no more animal sacrifices no more temporary sacrifices no more waiting for the minister to go in and and hoping that that minister lived a holy life so that they would not go into the temple and go into the holy of holies and drop dead Abraham's children are all those that have faith both Gentile and Israelites. The Bible tells us in Hebrews it says, Then said he, Lo, I come and the volume of the book. Uh, it, I, I, it's about me. I come to do thy will. O God, he taketh away the first that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest that of daily ministering and, and offering sometimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But this man, listen, listen, this after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting. Till his enemies be made his footstool In this dispensation We have a comforter The Holy Ghost The the empowerment For effective witnessing Those of you that have the Holy Ghost If you don't have the Holy Ghost You need the Holy Ghost Uh, The Holy Ghost is the spirit of God And it is given unto us so that we can be an effective witness. It is not for salvation. Uh Uh-huh. The Holy Ghost is not for salvation. In other words, it's for you to have the power To overcome the prince of the air when he is fighting against you as you are going forth and witnessing these signs shall follow them that believe the Holy Ghost is for you and your huh and your witnessing power I'm not talking about just running around I'm not talking about running around the church I'm not talking about uh, rolling on the floor I'm talking about power that is able to cast out a demon. When God uses you for that power to heal the sick power, prophetic word that dwells within you power. Now you're going to have to go. I, I've got to go, but you got to go to the, the 12th chapter and, and read because uh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the seal of, of redemption it is the seal of a sanctified life thank you jesus now the holy ghost oh thank you lord all right the holy ghost resides on the inside of those that have received it believing doesn't mean you received matter of fact paul asked the question have you have you received since you believed have you received since you believed you're going to need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. I can't emphasize that enough. If you have if you say you have the Holy Ghost, what signs are there that's following you? If you have the Holy Ghost, when was the last time you seen the evidence of the Holy Ghost operating in your life? If it has been months, weeks and and time has gone by, uh, if if it's a stillborn baby, if it's a baby that won't cry, It's either because it's dumb or it is uh, dead. Where's the Holy Ghost at in your life? If you say you have it. If you don't have it, you should be on the altar. You should be crying out and seeking the Lord for the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 15 says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep but we shall be changed in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, the ending of the church age, the dispensation of grace, uh, this cornerstone of salvation will then take on a new meaning. For the Bible tells us over in Matthews, the 27th chapter, uh, that about the 50th verse, it says Jesus, when he had cried again, with a loud voice yielded up the ghosts, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent and twine from the top of the, to the bottom, and the earth did quake. Uh, we used to sing a song, That uh, the Lord is going to shake this world uh, Like a drunken man But I know my Lord is going to hold my hand This earth is going to shake And the rocks are going to rent And uh, the Bible said that when this occurred uh, Then that the graves were opened And many bodies of the saints which slept arose And came out of the grave after his resurrection Well this is what Daniel was saying Daniel saw that the kingdom would be established. He did not see the dispensation of grace. Least he could not uh, or did not describe it as we see it today. They came out of the grave and the Bible said they went into the holy city and they appeared unto many, those that had died believing in God. When he went down in the grave and he preached to those that were sometime disobedient, uh, they got up out the grave Somebody heard the Word of God. They didn't argue with him. They didn't tell him he didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, they didn't tell him that he didn't understand. Uh, but he went down in the grave and he preached to those that were sometime disobedient. Uh, maybe you've been sometime disobedient, but you're hearing the Word of God this morning. Are you going to get up out the grave? Are you gonna get up off your do nothing stool? Are you gonna get up out your bed? Are you gonna get up and run for the Lord? The Bible tell us the right the vision and to make it plain so that those that read it may run. Well, the Bible tell us over in Ephesians, he said, Paul said for this cause, I, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, I, I'm here for a specific purpose. I'm here for you, a nation of people. Uh, If you have heard of the dispensation of grace, which was given unto me toward with you, how by the revelation have made known the mystery, the things that I'm writing about, the things that I'm talking about, the things that I'm preaching about, the things that we have in our our regular conversation, the things that I'm meditating on for this reason, for this purpose, for this season, I'm declaring the gospel to you. I'm declaring the gospel today, the six dispensations, five had passed and here we are knocking at the door of the end of the sixth dispensation something that was invisible to daniel because it was unclear to him but perfectly clear to us grace that surpasses all understanding four areas something that we need to look at the Bible let us know uh, that this dispensation, it holds a breath, it holds a width, it holds a depth, it holds a height, representing a new dimension of time. He said whereby when you read, you might understand. If you don't understand, you ought to ask the question. You ought to ask the minister, you ought to ask the preacher, you ought to ask the Sunday school teacher to break it down for you. Uh, That's their responsibility. Remember, the word of God says it says that he gave some, he gave them a gift. A five-fold ministry. He gave them so that they can teach it to you. So there's no excuse for you walking around not understanding. It doesn't mean that they're going to know everything, but we can search it out together. We can look at it. We can dig into it. We can take some time. Let's take the next week and and try to find out what it is to to find out about the breadth of God. Let's take the next week and find out about the length of God. Let's take the next week and find out about the depths of God. Let's take the next week and find out about the height of God. Let's take some time and get an understanding about the dimension of time that we live in. Bless your Lord. We need to understand this thing. Just going from day to day. just, Just walking around. Uh, like you know what it's all good no it's more than all good it's more than all good this is your soul salvation this is your soul salvation if the dispensation of grace had not occurred and i thank god that it did i don't know nothing about my ancestors would they have been saved i can't look back into the family tree and say well you know they were they were all right they were holy as the lord was holy and no this is your opportunity this is my opportunity when we when we're children we act like children so we do some some goofy things i'm going to equate that to even some of the the dumb things that we've done as adults when i say children we've done some goofy things being promiscuous uh uh-huh trying things on a dare just doing stuff. But then when you start to mature and you say, you know what? That's foolishness. You, you know, that's crazy that I should act like that. Let me get myself together. Matter of fact, I, 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 I'm, I'm struggling with this together thing. So I need some help. Well, wait a minute. Let me look towards the hills from which coming my help. My help comes from God. He created that big mountain out there. If he did that, certainly he can help me. You need help this morning. We all need help. Our help come from the Lord. Our help come from him and we should look to him as our source. Our source of empowerment. I need much more than what I see on TV. I need much more than what I'm hearing right now. I need much more because it's personal. It's personal this is personal it's personal you need this you need this we here we are in a dimension of time i'm not talking outer limits not talking twilight zone creature feature none of that goofy listen i'm talking about a time a space and time that we exist that if God wanted to, when Christ rose from the grave, the tribulation period could have started in that moment. Daniel saw when Nebuchadnezzar, when Nebuchadnezzar saw the image, he saw the government, different governments and broke it down and all of that came crumbling down because there was a stone that was cut out of the mountain that that, that brought it all down. And then that stone spread, that stone spread across and became a a mighty mighty. and so listen he didn't do that now the disciples and everybody understood this because when jesus rose from the grave and they gathered together they 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 went to the place that he told them the the gathering place spent 40 days helping them to understand before his ascension and they asked him and said are you going to establish your kingdom now And he said look the time it's not for you to know what you what you need to know is what i told you earlier go back to jerusalem and wait until you receive the promise that says you've heard of me the holy ghost go back and wait for that You, you you're jumping the gun here because god had some another intention he had something else in mind and that was the dispensation of grace the dispensation of grace here we are this 22nd day, 2023 of January, the dispensation of grace. We're in a time that they didn't see. Now, Daniel, God gave Daniel a glimpse of something. I don't want to ignore this. He gave him a glimpse of something. And the Bible said that, that in this glimpse, The Bible didn't use the word glimpse. That's me using that. In this this glimpse that he had, he said he saw men going back to and fro. Daniel saw some things and what he was exposed to made him sick. It made him so sick that he, he was bedridden from what he was exposed to. Mighty God, here we are. Here we are in a dispensation. Paul goes on to write, and I'm just going to read this. He says that that we be able to comprehend, understand, with all saints, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height, to know the love of Christ, which... Passes knowledge that it might be fulfilled with all the fullness of God, all the fullness of God. And he says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. I'm talking about within your soul. I'm not tying exceeding abundantly to materialism. I'm tying it to your soul. Our soul. What's, what's going on inside your house? I'm not talking about the house you live in. I'm talking about your body. What's going on in there? What's going on in your spirit? Man, what's happening with you? Girl, what's up? What's up with you? What's going on? Inside of you. There are things that happen within us and we know it ain't right. We know. That there are things that are going on. With us. Things that are that we're that we allow to occur. You know, I was I was talking with a with a young lady. And she was breaking some things down for me. She said, you know what? She said, I remember and she said, she, she's beyond this. She was telling me about yesteryears. She said that she said she would be with her boyfriend. And she really didn't want to be promiscuous with him. She didn't want to be sexual with him, but she would cave. He thought he was all of that. She was crying, not because he was all of that. She was crying because she didn't want to be in that situation. What's going on in your spirit that you know it's not right? I remember when, uh, you know, getting intoxicated years ago and feeling that in my spirit. This is not where I want to be. And so in that moment, you see people, sometimes they're depressed and they cry while they're sitting at a bar or while they're drinking or, you know, or maybe they've already drunk and then you see them tearing all up. They're in a place where they don't want to be. They're in a place where they don't wanna be. I remember a young man was challenged, gang member. This gang member was told to go into the church as an officiate at, uh, and sit down on the front row. And so he came in and his, uh, flying his flags and he sat down on the front row. And he sat down in one of the mother's seats. You know, you, you know in churches, we we kind of got that thing, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. the blood of Jesus, we have this thing where where you know that people are faithful and so they they have a seat that they may sit in and you know uh, mother wilson we always know we can look over and we know the seat where mother wilson is sitting at mother wilson has transitioned she's gone on to be with the lord and you know she was saved But we know that we could look over and see where she would be sitting. And if we saw that seat empty, we knew that something was wrong. Maybe she wasn't feeling well or something. But this brother came in and sat down in the seat. And the seat is usually a seat that that mother would sit in. Not Mother Wilson or another mother, but would sit in that seat where this mother would sit at. And when the mother came in, she sat down. Everybody's kind of looking like, well, what is she going to do? Because she usually sits in in that particular chair. And she came in and she gave the man a hug and welcomed him to the church. (laughs) He joined the church that moment. He didn't go back out and affiliate with the game he became a member of that church. What's going on? What's happening inside of you that you need to change in this dispensation of grace? God wedged out some time just for you. This is important to understand. It's important to know we can hoop, holler, preach. I'll be preaching on on next Sunday at an appreciation service for another pastor. I hoop and holler in if the Lord say the same. I get excited about the Lord. and I don't mind that. I, I yell louder for him than I do for football or basketball. But what's happening with you now that you know that he's wedged out this dispensation of grace? It was for you. He was thinking of you uh you in particular what are you going to do with this you're going to make excuses don't make excuses i I remember making some excuses and god came through and wiped out all the excuses i had there was nothing left i didn't have no more excuses nope so don't make excuses i'm just pre-warning you i'm a man of experience And I can talk about a number of things God delivered me from, delivered me in such a way that my mother looked, and I jokingly say this, but she said there must be a God, and she got saved. My sister, saved. My brothers are saved. All because of what God Is doing in this dispensation What do you need God to do for you What do you want Him to do For you Father in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord God For your word We thank you for This time That we have had this dispensation that you have placed us in. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord, because it is by your grace that we are saved. It is by your mercy. You had mercy on us. Thank you. Lord, we've declared your word this morning testify of many things. Lord, there are needs that to be met, some financial, some of relationships, you know, the healing that that is necessary. You know, the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding that is needed. Lord God, and so I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God. Lord, I ask that you would bless those that are supporting the ministry as they give, Lord Jesus, let them not feel the loss, Lord God. They are abiding by your word, Lord Jesus, and as they abide by your word, your word is never filled, Lord Jesus. So we pray and, and thank you in advance for blessing them in their giving. their supporting, Purchasing book material, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, and applying the words in which they read to their lives, even as you had blessed us to do the same. Lord Jesus, so we ask you blessing in the name of Jesus, Lord God, as they commit themselves unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. And I want to, uh, I'm gonna close this this particular segment out. There is a song that says "Believe for It" by C.C. Winans. Uh, it's on this album, "Believe for It," but the song is "King of Glory," and, and so I'm going to play some of that, you know, as we are uh, come to an end. But I want you to be encouraged in this dispensation in which God has given for your benefit. This dispensation is for all of us. And one day is going to end. And our new beginning will take place. God bless you. God bless you again. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Inside the pages, the cornerstone of grace. Now, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest for you and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you.